0: Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Bernie Good. That's right. This guy is good. Let's go. Bernie's 37 years old. He's he's a self-made credit influencer who came from a rough neighborhood and made it out by the skin of his teeth. He turned his life around and made his first six figures in the first four months of starting his credit business. I mean, Mm. don't you wanna hear more? Grab your pen and paper. Bernie's about to lay it down for you. Some wisdom, some insights, some business strategies for your business. He's gonna talk about uh, lines of credit for you personally. He's gonna talk about lines of credit for your business that you're not taking advantage of that are sitting there right on the table for you that can Mm. Help you to get those new opportunities and take advantage of those opportunities all around you. How many events at conferences, Startup Nation, have you gone to where you wanted to invest in that new course? You wanted to invest in partnering in that mastermind group because those were all the people that you know you need to be around, but you didn't have the money to do so. What if you had the credit? to do so and it was right there. So Bernie's going to talk about some of that today. Uh Bernie Good, welcome to your first 100K Top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Uh go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Thank you. Thank you Joseph.
1: Thank you for having me. Uh definitely an honor to be here. So with me, I would say that my story is very um <laughs> it's heartfelt to say the least, right? So for, you know, the people who don't know me who's watching this i am a 37 year old influencer right but i wasn't always in this light okay i wasn't always in this light um very young at a very young age i had a boss mentality right but i was misguided Mm. i wasn't guided down the right path okay i come from a place where it is very it is a very rough neighborhood okay um Queensbridge Projects is is one of the inner cities of New York and it is when I say rough it's it's rough right. Um, My example of an entrepreneur where I came from was a person who sold drugs that that was my example that was the person who you would look up to right Um, I want to be just like him because I've never had another example right Um, so just to give you a little bit of, of, of family history, my mother, um, I'm the, I'm the only son of, you know, three children. And my mom, for the most part, she was a single mom up until my stepdad came in around, I was like around 12 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. And she moved us, they moved us out of Queensbridge projects into a nice, beautiful home in Pennsylvania. Right.
0: Yeah. Go new stepdad. Go. You
1: feel me? They, 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 you know, we're stepping our lives up Um, inside of my home. It was a very uh, strict structure, right? My mom didn't play any games. She was very, you know, tough on us because she knew that what the alternative was, was us turning to the streets, right? Because of what we saw since we were babies. So once we moved to Pennsylvania, I had an a persona about me, right? That I felt like I knew myself. When you grow up in the inner city, you grow up fast. You grow up fast. I'm talking about at 13 years old, you're pretty sure of who you are, right? Hmm. Or at least you think so. So I went to high school in Pennsylvania and I the, my first taste of entrepreneurship was, uh, I used to do music. So my, my team, my, my group of friends, they kind of like hyped me up to go and make this CD, go and make this, this album, because everybody in the school knew that I was the rapper guy, right? So I went and I, I, I got a job to fund this project. This was my only job that I've ever had in my life, just to, just to let you know. I'm 16 years old and I'm folding clothes in a, in a clothing store, right? And I'm only doing this for the purpose of funding this project. So I, I worked at the clothing store for about three months and I get the money for my project. We printed up about 3000 CDs and we sold them for $3, $3 a CD. And we sold all of them like in in four days. Right. So I'm 16 years old and here I am sitting with
0: $9,000. That's like drug money, bro. I'm, I'm telling like you like that's fast. That's a fast it's profit. Enough, it's, it's enough to
1: get you hooked. Right. You're, you're 16 <laughs> years old. So now um, I paid my friends for helping me sell the CD. Right. So after everything, I probably had about $5,000 to my name. That's good profit right there. Bro, I'm, I'm 16 years old. So now in my mind, I said, I'm never working for anybody again ever because I got a, a small taste of what entrepreneurship was. I got a small taste of what it what it was like to provide people with opportunity, to pay people for their time. I learned so much in that one movement that I didn't realize until later, but it's safe to say that I was turned out. Now, fast forward. I moved out of Pennsylvania. Me and my mom were going through some tough times. Like I said, she's a strict mom. And I went back to the only place that I knew, which was Queensbridge Projects. Why would you do that? Because I'm I was stupid. I was 17 years old and I was stupid. How (laughs) many times
0: Startup Nation do we do that? Right? Like God sets us free. He takes us out of the prison that we've been stuck in. But because the prison, we take the prison with us, with us in our own mind. And we still have a, a, you know, an enslaved mentality or mindset. And then we put ourselves right back into the same crappy environment that he set us free from. This is like, uh, you know, Israel, right? In the Bible, right? Where Mm -hmm. they're set free from Egypt, from the Mm -hmm. Pharaoh and and being slaves. They're in the desert. It's hard. They're on their entrepreneurial journey. And they're like, ah, this is work. This is terrible. I don't see it happening, God. Mm. bring us back to the slaves. We want mm. to be slaves again because that's even better because it's all we know sometimes. Yep. yep. Please continue with your story. I just think it's like No, it's it, How many I, of us do this? We do it. We do it all the time. So when you asked me, I had the answer
1: already. It, it, I was stupid. That's it. There's no there's no other way to look at it. So, 17 years old, I moved back to Queensbridge projects. I'm talking about like I'm I'm literally I'm like Adam and Eve out of the garden. <laughs> I'm back in this environment that is, is you know, I left when I was 12. I'm basically a grown man in, in Queensbridge eyes, 17 years old. And now I have to fend for myself and I have to figure this thing out fast. So I still have this entrepreneurial mind, right? I have this boss mentality. I'm not going to work. So I started selling drugs. Hmm. I started selling drugs. I became a product of my environment. And um for years I've dealt with that shame. I've dealt with that shame. Um I didn't realize what I was doing to my own community. And I it took me a, a very long time to realize what I was actually doing, right? Because I was brainwashed, I was sucked in, I was, you know, enticed by all of the the stuff, the things, right? Um, and that led me to getting shot by someone that I knew. I got shot in the chest from someone that I knew, and it put me in a wheelchair, paralyzed me from the waist down.
0: Shush. I didn't know what the cause was. Yes. So, you know, this, man, this is so good. Your story is so good. Like, it's so easy for us, right? When these types of adversities come our way to blame others to blame life to blame god Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but not to look in the mirror and say what was my part in this Mm -hmm. where did i make the decision to put myself in this situation that caused a bullet in my chest and me in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. wow did you have any of that that clarity there or it was
1: wasn't until years later so in the beginning i went through all of that i went through the self-pity why me i'm not that bad of a person i know way worse people (laughs) like what did i do to deserve this right i went through it i went through depression i went through suicidal thoughts i was like imagine going from one day being a 20 year old kid popular playing basketball you know around the girls to to the next day you're you're unable to walk and you, you have to learn how to sit up all over again. You have to learn how to sneeze, how to cough, how to yawn, you know? You can't sit up on your own without leaning over and falling. I, imagine what that does to your, to your, to your psyche. Um, it was a very traumatic situation. So I spent about two years wallowing in my misery, mm. right? And, and just being depressed and, and you know, I wasn't a, a nice guy to be around to say the least. Um, And it didn't stop there. That's the crazy part. It didn't stop there. So even in a wheelchair, I continued to sell drugs. You did not. Joseph,
0: I can't lie to you. I can't lie to you. So so the bullet wasn't enough to get your attention. It,
1: it, It wasn't that it wasn't enough. It was, I have, in my mind, figured out a way to survive. In my mind, I said, I don't know how to do anything else.
0: Well, okay, I gotta ask. Sure. You sold rap CDs that you recorded, and you were a huge, massive success the first time out the gate. Why didn't you just duplicate that success? I did.
1: I did. I, I actually—that's a part of the story that's missing. I got signed when I was 18 years old to a record label.
0: <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> the
1: story, the story is, is, is layers. We're peeling this onion back. But listen, I, I got, I got signed to a label. Um, When I was 18 years old, but you have to understand, in my environment, that's cool. Yes, you got signed. You got a little bit of, you got some money, right? But that isn't, that isn't making it to say. It isn't making it. You're, you're in this place where, okay, I could keep getting these checks and keep getting spoon fed or, I could take this money and invest it. That's where my mind was. So I took the money and invested into the wrong thing, into the wrong product. So I, I will always say that I had the right idea mm-hmm. as, entre- as an entrepreneur. I had the right idea, but I didn't have the guidance.
0: It was the wrong vehicle, right? You were using the, I, You were driving the wrong car <laughs> through the that stage car, of, your, of your life. I was driving at
1: 150 miles an hour.
0: All right, so fast forward us there, right? Um how'd you get out of this whole <laughs> bad decision process? Right? In jail in, jail in a wheelchair. No.
1: <laughs> the story
0: goes on. Bro. <laughs> now you're defenseless, man, in jail oh, in a wheelchair. In
1: jail in a wheelchair, bro. I did a year in jail in a wheelchair. Um and That's the title of a book right there. <laughs> a year in, in jail in a wheelchair or something in like in chair in a wheelchair yep so I, at that in that moment I said to myself ah, look at your life look at your life you're you're in this cell you you are in a place where it's very chaotic um I've gotten into an incident in jail where someone tried to hurt me. I had to defend myself. I said to myself, look at what you're doing to you. Your mother raised you better than, better than this. Your stepfather came in and raised you better than this, right? Um, you have people that love you on the outside. Do you love yourself? I had a real question with myself, Joseph. Like I had a real, pardon me, a real, uh, a real conversation with myself. And I think in that cell is where I found god again so when i say again i i didn't tell you this part when i got shot i died i'm one of those people that you see on like discovery channel and they say oh after life after death i know i really died on the floor and i saw something that let me know that god is real and it was it was mind-blowing but I, I still didn't get it So in that jail, I said, all right, God saved you for a reason. You're out here, you're messing up. You know, I I dropped out of high school, right? So I said, in this year's time, I'm going to do something productive. I'm going to start actively changing, you know, my situation. I got my GED in jail. 100% got my GED in jail. And I started putting a plan together. I said, when I get out of here, I'm going to college, 27 years old. I'm 27 years old. I said, I'm going to college. I don't care if I miss that window. It's never too late. I'm going to college. And that's exactly what I did. When I came out of jail, I turned my life around. I went to college. Not only did I go to college, I became the president of my college. I started proving to myself that I'm I'm much more than what I've been summing myself up to be all of these years. I've been telling myself that I don't know how to do anything else you know, and that's just what we call stinking thinking. (laughs) That's stinking thinking. I, I, I didn't even give myself a chance to be anything else. So like I said, I went to college and I had the mindset to learn, but not necessarily learn what I was there for. I wanted to learn how to convey a message in front of an audience. So I was studying my professor's. I wanted to learn how to be in charge of a uh, uh, you know a wide range of people, so I was studying my deans. I got close with these people because, in my mind, I'm going to be the biggest thing in the world. That's what I said to myself. So I wasn't going to school for marketing, and you know, although that's what you know technically that's what I was going to school for, but that wasn't that wasn't it for me. Um, and once I got out of college, I said, you know what. I want to. I'm never gonna work for anybody again. Like that's that's still my mentality. I'm not gonna get a job. I'm gonna create something. I'm gonna produce something. And it took me years to figure it out. But I was led to the credit space because I needed credit. That that literally is why I got into credit. Is because I needed credit myself.
0: All right, Startup Nation. You now know the man <laughs> behind the the business, right? I Sorry love. If I'm
1: Sorry if I'm long winded, but I I, love
0: hearing the humanity bringing out and showcasing the humanity within the business stories, right? Because we need to know this every single one of us has a personal story. And so many times we don't highlight it, we bury it in the sand because we're embarrassed by it, we're shamed by it. And in the story, like when we learn to find harmony between our past mistakes and the better future that we want, and we sync them together. It's like, it's like a rocket, right? That's our launch pad. And so many of us don't find that harmony. We, we hide one chasing the other and it just doesn't work. So I think there's so much of your story there that you could just highlight even more. -hmm. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's get into the business. All right. So, a lot of our listeners have been patient. They're like, wow, that was a great story Mm
1: -hmm.
0: for Bernie. But here's where I am in my life. Right. Here's where I'm stuck in my own mental prison or my own bad environment or my own poor choices that got me to where I am. How do I get out, Bernie? What do I do? You're talking about credit you have a program called line skippers skip the line mm-hmm. like everybody wants to skip the line whether it's you know i remember when i moved down from new york to florida it's like you wait in lines at like uh you know the gas station and 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 everything and people in florida are so patient bernie <laughs> i don't get it like i'm i'm in the line for five minutes and no one is yelling i was shocked i was shocked it was just like yeah you know <laughs> I'm like, I want to skip this line. Right. All right. So talk to us about skipping the line when it comes to credit um, Mm. as business owners, as entrepreneurs.
1: Okay. So first things first, we have to realize that every business that you see when you walk out of your house is ran by credit. Literally, Like, like every business. So when you walk out and you see a building, right, an office building, that business was acquired with credit. 100%. When you see a car on the road, that car was acquired nine times out of 10 with credit. Everything around us is credit. So what does that mean? It means that the society that we live in is telling us if you wanna play this game, that you have to play it by these rules. And if you don't play it by these rules, don't even think about competing at a high level. Don't even think about it. Just stick to your mom and pop situation, keep paying for your business out of your own pocket, and see how far that gets you. And that's okay. I'm gonna say that that's okay if that's where your you want your limitations to be. If you say, listen, man, I want to start a business, but I don't wanna, I don't wanna be a millionaire. I don't want, I just wanna be very small. I want to serve the people and you know be known as the local guy. If that's what you want, I would still tell you to do it with your business credit. But if you wanted to pay for it out of your own pocket because you have this thinking of I don't want to owe anybody, by all means. That's that's your thing. But you have to learn how to play the game, especially if you're looking to compete at a high level. Okay, that's the first thing that I said to myself. Number one, how you acquire business credit the fastest way is by having your personal credit together. I have to I have to reiterate that because people think that you know, YouTube University is, is crazy. It's a lot of stuff on YouTube and people are just leading the people. There's a such thing as, as clickbait, guys. I want you guys to understand that. There's a such thing as clickbait. Click on this and I'm gonna sell you a, a dream, okay? What you really need to know is that without personal credit, you're actually taking the longest route possible to build up business credit, okay? When it comes down to business credit, they want you to have net 30 accounts, They want you to have vendor accounts. They want you to take care of these accounts for a certain amount of time. They want you to have two years in business. They want you, it's almost like, not to say impossible, but it's not the way to skip the line, okay? Nine times out of 10, you don't have the money to fund this business and and, and these expectations that they have of you are going to, you're going to fall short every time. So the fastest way to get that business credit is by becoming a personal guarantor to that business. Think about it like this. If you ask someone for money to fund your business, right, and they say, sure, I'll do it for you. You have to back it personally. And you say, no, nah, I'm not trying to do that. They're going to say, well, we're not trying to do it either. <laughs> that's that's how it goes. You have to think like the bank right? And the only way that you can, or you meet the criteria of backing that business is by having your personal credit together. Now, what does that mean, right? What does, what does together mean? Personal credit is not about your credit score, okay? Your credit score is, is a reflection of the overall picture of your credit, right? It's really about your profile, okay? What does your profile look like? How old is your oldest line, trade line? Okay. When I say trade line, I'm going to speak to you guys as if you don't know anything about credit. Okay. A trade line is any time that you go out for credit using your social security number or your EIN, whatever reflects to your credit report is considered a trade line. Okay. How old is that trade line? Right. Uh, what, What is it worth? What's the limit on that trade line? Have you taken care of that trade line? Meaning no missed payments, no late payments, right? What's the utilization of that trade line if we're talking about a a revolving account? And let me break down revolving versus installment. So when you think of a revolving account, account, I want you to think of a credit card, right? I want you to think of something that when you pay it back, it comes back to you like a revolving door, okay? So any type of credit card, any type of line of credit, right that's when the bank gives you money puts it in this specific account and it you you have access to it but every time you pay it back it comes back to you an installment loan however is when you're paying an installment on money that you owe so if i have 50k that the bank lends me and i spend $10,000 every time i pay that money it's going back to the bank that's an installment Okay, so how many of these type of accounts do you have on your credit report? How old are they? What's the utilization? Have you missed any payments? This is what makes up a good credit mixture when it comes down to your profile. Okay, they want to see, and I'll give you an example of installment accounts. They want to see personal loans. They want to see student loans. They want to see a mortgage. They want to see an auto loan, right? These things kind of give you validity that others have trusted you with a decent amount of money. Now, revolving accounts, like I said, those are your credit cards. That's your your American Express. That's your city, your Chase, your Wells Fargo, whatever, right? Um, And then you have lines of credit that come from the bank as well, which are revolving. The, The better the mixture of credit that your profile holds, the more likely that that 700 credit score, that 750 credit score that everybody's trying to get, the more likely you're going to get to it. And it's actually going to mean something. Let me be clear. You can get a 750 credit score without all of the mixture of credit, but it's going to be lightly weighted. Okay. It's going to be lightly weighted. It's not, you can walk into a dealership with a 750 credit score because you've become an authorized user on someone's account. I'll break that down as well. And they're gonna say no, because it's not heavily weighted. Where's your mixture of credit? Have you ever financed anything of this magnitude before? The definition of credit is the ability to pay over time. How long have you been in this space, right? They wanna, you have to look at your credit profile as your resume, anytime that you're asking somebody to lend you something.
0: It's like, here's my career experience with credit. With paying installments. Got it. All right. I think we're clear on personal credit. Tell us about business credit, right? So you said you got to get your your own house in order personally Mm -hmm. uh, before you can uh, really amplify your business credit. Uh, Mm -hmm. Why do we need business credit? And more importantly, what can we actually do with it? What are those opportunities that are right in front of us that we don't even see, we don't even think about, we're not taking advantage of, but we could actually skip the line uh, Mm -hmm. in growing our business?
1: Absolutely. So when it comes down to business credit, I just want to give you guys a few different uh, plays, right? I want you to think about, in this day and age that we live in, nine times out of 10, when you have a business, you're marketing online, right? You're going to market online. The old way of doing things was like when our parents parents were around, they were knocking on people's door and they were trying to sell like their Mary Kay or whatever they were selling, right? That's... that's obsolete now. This thing that we're speaking on this computer is the new way of of getting your product in front of new eyes every single day. Okay. Now, if you're doing that with your personal debit card, you already lost. Okay. I want you guys to think logically. And We're just talking about marketing. Okay. When it pertains to marketing, you should be thinking about getting paid twice. Okay. Here's what I mean. When I swipe my credit card to run ads, not only am I making sales when it comes down to the ads that I'm running for my for my course, but I'm gaining points on a credit card. So I'm getting paid to get paid, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then on top of that, you have to think about if I don't have the money personally, right? Or if my money is tied up in my personal affairs, my my rent, my cost of living, everything like that, where do I get money to compete in this business world? It's from the banks. The banks are willing, they want, they have to give you money because that's how they stay afloat. That's how they stay thriving. Okay? Okay. The whole system is ran on credit. So everything when it pertains to your business, whether it be a physical business, whether it be a digital product, whatever you're thinking about, you should always, always be thinking, there's my startup money right there.
0: Let me ask you a question, okay? And it's not to challenge. It's a curious question. Why would it not be better to Mm -hmm. save money from your your profit, from your Mm -hmm. net? To put in mm-hmm. a separate marketing account where mm-hmm. that goes those are your marketing dollars mm-hmm. um and do it that way that's where i run my ads that's where I, I do that from that budget where i've saved money versus going and taking on debt from you know outrageous interest loans and stuff like that from the banks mm-hmm. to get paid to make money right so so to run my ads from loans that i took from the bank did was that clear the two Mm-hmm. options there yeah. why is yeah. one better than the other because
1: when you when you take your own money right let's just say profits right mm-hmm. and you reinvest it and you're going to do that anyway let's be clear mm-hmm. you're j- it's just the way that you're doing it right mm-hmm. you're going to take your profits and you're going to put them to the side and you're absolutely going to spend that money on the credit card because if you don't spend it on the credit card you're not getting paid to get paid you're literally just taking your money, your earnings, your profits and putting it on marketing and all, all you get out of that is sales. Okay, Whereas, so just to
0: be clear. So doing yes. it that way, uh skipping the banks, right? Skipping the mm-hmm. the credit lines, you're saying you're mm-hmm. only getting paid once from the the return on your marketing, right? New customers, etc. Absolutely. But you're saying if you go through uh, bank credit card, you know, and mm-hmm. apply that to your marketing, you're getting paid twice because now you're getting points back 100%. on, on your marketing dollars. Okay. That made a lot of sense. Got it.
1: One hundred percent. And then also I want you to think about it like this. If I sell a product, right? Let's just say we, we had a really good month and we made $50,000, right? And out of that, we, we grossed $50,000, right? Out of that $50,000, we may have netted, let's say $15,000, right? Cost of doing business everything, right? Now, we have 15k to invest back into marketing, mm-hmm. right? And to someone else they're like that's pretty good. That you know, I got $15,000. But I want you to think about what if you had no limit on what you could spend on marketing next month. That's what credit does. Credit says as long as you pay this back, guess what? We'll keep giving you more limits so that your scalability is endless now your biggest problem is how do i keep these systems in order because this is I, I have too much money at my at my disposal all
0: right so what i'm hearing you say here is that if you if we do not use the credit that's available to us through banks etc for our marketing you know, in our right. business as an entrepreneur, then what we're, we're, we are limited to our own financial boundaries of how much, uh, net or profit that that we have in our business. So that's our financial boundaries. We can't market past that. You can't market past that. You can't and, and, market past that. And that's just marketing. So that's we're just, just marketing.
1: Talking, we're just touching on marketing. So now let's just say that you do a phenomenal job marketing your product or service, right? And now the demand comes, right? So let's just say I have iPhone cases mm-hmm. and I've done a great job marketing these iPhone cases. Mm-hmm. I can only buy, without credit, I can only buy what my profit allows me to buy mm-hmm. to for the next uh, re-up.
0: But what right? if your demand is higher than that? If your demand
1: is higher than that, which is, right?
0: say, so you get 10,000 orders for new phone cases, but you cannot fulfill that inventory. Now you're stuck. Now you're missing money. But had you had business credit, you could go ahead and just take care of all 10,000 and reap that profit immediately. 100%. Okay. I get it. Startup Nation, you get it. You're tracking. You're following. I think you are.
1: 100%. You don't want limitations in business.
0: All mm-hmm. right. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? So it's the same thing with our mindset, right? We have our own uh, personal boundaries or limitations, fears and limitations, and we never go past them in right. our own mind. Well, you're saying, hey, we also have our own financial boundaries and limitations that we never go past as entrepreneurs. But what if you can expand your boundaries? Right. And that's what credit does it expands your boundaries, expands right. your limitations.
1: 100% and, and on the simplest plan, Phil. right I want you to think about this Joseph every single day we spend money we are consumers by nature right so we're spending money on groceries we're spending money on taking the wife out you know a night on the town we're spending money on our card notes gas everything cost of living right we get nothing in return when we use our debit card we literally get nothing in return here's the money check comes next week the money back in the bank account, spend the money again and get nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Credit changes all of that. Imagine going out to eat for free. Imagine paying your, your rent for free mm-hmm. on points because I just took all of my everyday spending habits and put it on a credit card. Now I'm flying for free. The night on the town is for free. My rent is for free. Car note for free because my whole job is to run up these points i'm spending the money anyway i'm spending the money anyway so now it just takes discipline i think the problem with people sometimes is we when it comes down to credit we feel like we got away with something when we get approved for a certain limit right if someone said here's a ten thousand dollar credit card joseph it's, it's all yours And you're like, wait, I can spend as much as I want? Yeah, you can spend as much as you want. You feel like you got away with something. Every time you swipe that card, you feel like I didn't have to work for that money. So I got away with it a little bit until it's time for you to have to pay it back. And then they set you up with a minimum payment, right? So now you say, well, I spent $2,000, but the minimum payment is only 150. So I don't have to pay the money back right now. That's the trap. You have to learn the credit game. I'm not saying credit is all like hey, mm-hmm. is they want your best. They got your best interest for you. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you have to learn how to play the game, right? So if you were going to spend it anyway, spend it on a credit card and pay it back
0: because you're going to gain points for it. So don't pay the minimum one fifty for the month. No. Pay the two thousand back.
1: No. and that's a whole nother conversation. If you're if, if you're strategically trying to build credit, then you don't pay. The whole two thousand dollars back right You pay it back over time
0: yeah yeah, yeah so it depends on what where you are in that that right. Journey. right okay got it all right startup nation i hope this has been valuable to you obviously we're just scratching the surface Bernie goes a lot deeper with his clients and he custom tailors uh his his coaching and his packages to your situation um mm-hmm. bernie very cool stuff. Okay. How did you use credit uh, to, to make your first uh, six figures? Oh, I shouldn't say how did you use credit. How did you build your credit business um, mm-hmm. to six figures in four months? What did you do that worked?
1: So this is what I did. And I'm going to give you guys the sauce, <laughs> the real sauce. Okay. Behind the scenes stuff.
0: Give us the hot sauce.
1: Right. I went out and I took out a $50,000 loan. Right after I build my credit up. After I build up my credit, I took out a fifty thousand dollar loan for the sole purpose of becoming this figure on social media.
0: All right, tell us more about that. Come on. <laughs> so who'd, I took you, who'd you take the loan from? A bank?
1: I took a credit card it from the bank. Okay. Yep. From the bank. Yep. And SoFi. SoFi is very good with new people, just to let you guys know. SoFi is a bank, and they are very, very generous when it comes down to new entrepreneurs um, taking out um, loans. And this was a personal loan, guys, just to let you guys know. This is a personal
0: loan. So this okay. what is this? SoFi.com? What is it? It's uh, Yeah, I believe it's SoFi.com.
1: It's S-O-F-I. SoFi oh. is a thing. Um, Citizens is another bank that gave me some money so i took out two loans i took out thirty thousand dollars from sofi and took out twenty thousand dollars from citizens okay i took that money and i did the craziest thing that you could ever think of doing. what'd you do i went and got more debt i went what? and got a, i went and got a mercedes-benz yep took the down payment put it down on the mercedes-benz not just any mercedes-benz i got an s550 coupe and i went and and i bet on myself mm-hmm. now i'm not telling you guys to go out and do what I did. No, no, I you're just telling me. us what you did. Right, right. Walk us through us. Keep going. Me. So I went and got the bins. I went and got a new place. I up, did, I up, upgraded uh, my rags and I became this person on social media. So you invested
0: I- in creating this high level persona.
1: Absolutely. And this is marketing. Mm-hmm. This is marketing guys. You have to be the person that people want to get next to. Mm-hmm. You, ha- They have to believe that you're doing what you're doing in order for them to want to learn from you Mm -hmm. right so I understood this remember I went to college for marketing so I understood either you're going to be super super smart I'm talking about like like Bezos smart or you're going to be super loud right you're gonna be super loud and that will win on, on on social media okay and what I mean by that is if you have so many intelligent things to say out of your mouth where people just can't stop listening you're going to attract the right people. But the other part of that is if you don't have that, you can you can literally be loud and people will listen to you. And what I mean by loud is things,
0: flashiness, yeah. right? Flashy. Now this is so true. I mean, if you look at most of the social media influencers, the big ones, right? They are uh, Elon Musk, right? Super brilliant genius. You're like everything this guy says is just like, whoa, blew my mm-hmm. mind right? Mm -hmm. Or Bezos, right? Super smart Mm -hmm. or super loud. They're showing the cars, they're showing the houses, they're showing everything. And you're like, who actually follows that? It's so ridiculous. Like I'm so not into that yet. You keep listening, you keep keep watching, you keep keep following. And eventually they make an offer that you're like, you know what? Why not?
1: I I thought I didn't like this guy, but you know what? You know, (laughs) I, I do want some of that.
0: But, but thank you for saying that, because I think you just broke into two very simple categories. Startup Nation, if you want to win on social media as an influencer, if you're not super smart, <laughs> meaning like me, if you're not super smart, then you need to be super loud. If you're not super loud, then you need to be super smart. Those are the two winning formulas. And I think that kind of sums it up. Are there any? Is there a third? No, the third is both together. Both together, super average. smart and super and loud, loud, right? You're looking the rich part. You're looking the rich part. That's the loud. All right, keep going.
1: Yes, sir. So I took that $50,000 out and I invested into my persona. Super, um, you got super loud. That
0: was your investment. I got super
1: loud. Got super loud. And um, it did numbers for me. It did, it did wonders for me because I had a plan. Let's be clear. I had a plan that said, all right, I'm going to get super loud, but it's going to be for a reason. Right, I don't want this to be just like, oh, the, the the guy who you know looks like he's doing this thing on Instagram, right? So I I met with an influencer, right, and he had about a hundred and I want to say eighty thousand followers at the time on Instagram, and I used my credit, the the loan money, to keep marketing with him every day. Literally, we were every day. I was putting my product. In front of his audience every single day, and as as he's growing, I'm growing, and I didn't mind paying him because I was charging twelve hundred dollars for credit repair. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. now imagine you got one hundred and fifty thousand followers. All of us know someone who needs their credit repair. Mm-hmm. Every one of us, right? So I was putting my brand in front of the brand that I created in front of these this audience that I had no access to other than the influencer. So that really scaled my business faster than what I even thought it was going to to do. I, it was literally where I, I couldn't control. Like I had to slow it down.
0: The demand was high.
1: The demand was high. Right. And for me, I'm a businessman. So I'm like, you know what? I'm turning down money because I can't keep up with the 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 fulfillment right so in my mind i'm like you know what it's not just that i'm missing money but when i when i repair these people's credit they i, I was finding out that there was a trend of them coming back to me within 6 to 8 months because they messed their credit
0: up again and they said, Hey, I need you again. <laughs> so you <laughs> so fix they- the credit, but not their their bad decisions. And Yeah, you know,
1: yep, yep. So so I realized that, okay, I'm kind of doing these people a disservice because I'm not teaching them. And I'm doing myself a disservice because I have to turn down money because I can't keep up with the fulfillment part of it. That's where skip the line was was born. Because now I said, I'm going to not only fix my problem, but I'm going to fix your problem. So I'm going to teach you everything that I do when it comes down to uh, repairing the credit, uh, building your credit, and leveraging your credit, right? And not, am I going to stop there? No, I'm going to go as far as uh, teaching you business credit as well, right? So I put together this 10-week program, and it took me way longer than it should have. It took me two years, (laughs) two years to put this thing together. And the reason why is because I literally took every question that I've ever been asked and I answered it inside of this program, right? For my clients. And when I tell you it was the best thing that I've ever could have done because now having a digital product, there's no real fulfillment. I meet with my students once a week, on Saturday mornings at eleven o'clock, and that's just for Q and give them two hours a week out of my time, right? And and I just changed the whole narrative. Changed the whole narrative. Before, when I, I got into it, I was more so like trying to hold on to the information because I thought that's where my value was. That's where my worth was. So once I realized, no, give the information out, <laughs> and 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 let them do it. You know, to me, the 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 um the the it
0: clicked for me. Let's just put it like that. Mm. So you you really uh, went from one to one, you know, coaching with clients to one to many, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, and and that's that's a big shift. Now, do you miss uh, you know one to one because normally that's a higher ticket, no, than one to many, no. But it it's harder to fulfill, like you said. But now you have really easy fulfillment, but a lower ticket.
1: So, yeah, it's a lower ticket, but it's worth more, if that makes sense. It's a lower ticket because, you know, of course, price wise, but it's worth more because I get my my value and time back. There you go. You know, so to me, it's like you created a program where now you have duplicated yourself and you can literally be in people's living room. You know, in a hundred people's living room at one time, mm-hmm. so it was a no-brainer for me. And and no, I don't I don't miss it because dealing with a certain caliber of person, credit repair is a, a an industry where you're going you're getting people who were like they were irresponsible with their credit, right? So some of these these people that you that you encounter, they are unrealistic. right. They messed their credit up for 10 years and then they want something done in 60 days. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it doesn't happen that way. So building the program to skip the line course, I taught them the reality of this world that that you're embarking on. Like this is what it takes. It's not an overnight fix. Okay, it's not it's just it's not a get rich quick scheme. There's none of that going on here. This is really the reality of what it takes to repair your credit and then build it.
0: Now, I'm curious, because I was looking at your online course and you offer installments right yes. to, to pay the ticket, um, no. yet you're dealing with people coming in that have that are don't have a good track record of paying installments on time, right? So like, has that caused a problem in your own business model? Or do you have mm-hmm. a high success rate of people pay those installments?
1: Number one, to answer you, it's a two-part question. I do have a high success rate who, of people who are paying their installments, but then here's the other thing. I want you to think about this. When you have a digital product, it's created, right? Yeah. And it costs you nothing. Only, it costs you nothing. So if, even if you made $3, yeah. on a
0: sale, it's profit. Yeah.
1: You know? And of course, I'm, I'm exaggerating when I say $3, right. of course, to run ads. But what I'm saying is if you made $100, you, you're profiting. So I give you three installments of $399. Um, you know, the price does go up if you decide to go the installment route. That's for that's to incentivize you to pay the $9.99, mm-hmm. right? But if you pay $397 and then you just decide to stop paying, I'm gonna cut your access off to the program. And I made $397. Yeah. It's it's no
0: loss. While you were sleeping. While you were sleeping. Awesome. All right, Bernie. Thank you, man. That was a deep dive, bro. We got into some stuff there, you know, we got into some mindset, we got into some tactics and strategies. I think just, just for me, like what a cool insight startup nation in, uh, that Bernie opened up for all of us, which is, I really like the whole social play you did, man, you know, Mm -hmm. saying, Hey, you could either be super smart or super loud to be an influencer on social. Those are the two winning formulas. And there's very few of us out there that are super smart. (laughs) It's less than 1%, right? Less than 1%, which means we all can jump into the super loud category, but that takes an investment. And you leveraged other people's money, the bank's money, in order to jump into that game. And then you created instant demand by partnering with someone who already built a community, already had influence, and you Mm -hmm. just leveraged their name, their credibility, their list, and you just paid to play. And Mm -hmm. that is a winning formula right now. It definitely is. 100%. And it it
1: won't won't go anywhere. As long as social media is around, I promise you, you got to understand there are more and more influencers coming up every day who get paid for this. You know that's what their that's what their job is. As they're growing their brand, they're growing their followers. They're looking to get paid to put your stuff in front of their people. That's what an influencer is. They're looking to get partner deals, partnership deals from H and M and and all of these other places, right? And that is their whole goal. So now, if you're looking to put money in their pocket, they're not going to say no. They're not going to say no to you because they want to. You know, they want to eventually live off of their influence.
0: You know, uh, this is uh the, the Oprah effect, I think it was the first like coin term around this business model, right? Like anybody she brought onto her show, Oprah Winfrey, immediately became an instant instant success based on her list, her credibility, right, her influence and people would pay t- for that game. So now you have you know, millions or whatever, we'll say 10,000 influencers out there that are selling their Oprah effect to mm-hmm. you that you could pay for, but you don't have to, you can use your the bank's money to pay for it, mm-hmm. sell quickly if you have a product that sells and it, it offers value, um, you could sell quickly without taking on all that risk and then pay back the bank immediately and you right. use their money to get there. All right. We've been speaking with Bernie Good and man, he's a good guest, right? Like he delivered some good value today, didn't he? Startup Nation. All right. So Bernie, we're going to get to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show minus the prizes. Are you ready, sir? I love that voice. <laughs> Let's go. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur, man? Uh, Making money in my sleep. There you go. What's your least favorite thing?
1: Um... Uh, Ah, uh, least favorite thing. Sheesh. I know you said don't think a lot. Least favorite thing is hard. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, when uh, when oh, can I be frank? Yeah. I, I try to, I try to liberate people and when they don't get it, it frustrates me. Absolutely. I try to liberate people. I try to get them away from their nine to five and and, and show them what's possible. And when they don't get it, it, it frustrates me.
0: I That's get that, yeah. I think all of us resonate with that, right? We have clients that are just not ready to receive the gift, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, come on, the gift's gonna help you. I all believe right. we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life, Bernie, it's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with right now, either professionally or personally? My back hurts. Your back hurts?
1: Yeah. It's That's the real. Thing. My back and my, my hip hurts, man. I sit in this chair all day long and it, yeah. it's, it wears and tears on me. See, and- I didn't have to think about
0: that. That's no, you didn't. That was real. Dude, I'm not gonna compare mine to yours, but man, I sprained my lower back and playing racquetball last week, and yeah. it's it's bothering me hard, man, just sitting here. What are you most afraid of?
1: Uh the most I'm um, the most thing I'm that I'm
0: afraid of is not being successful. Got it. Aren't you already successful? No. Wow. There's no. more to get. Yeah, bro. I'm nowhere There's more to give. Yeah. all right what did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business um thinking that i had to do everything myself ridiculous yeah <laughs> got it uh what secret fear do you have about people secret fear that i have about people yeah uh
1: secret fear that i have about people surprisingly i'm very trusting i'm a very trusting person even after what happened to me uh my secret fear that i have about people is that your intentions aren't good for me mm. and you're you're secretly using me or you know
0: yeah oh, i totally get that man it's like i don't want to take another bullet in the chest so to speak you know right
1: Right?
0: yeah i totally get that uh what do you wish you had learned sooner in business um wish that i learned sooner in business mm mm-hmm.
1: I wish that I got a mentor earlier in in in, in my um journey.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I didn't
1: think that I needed a mentor because I thought I had my own, you know, stuff going on. And um, sometimes scaling too fast is not a good thing. Mm. Yeah, it's not a good thing. So it sounds good. Mm-hmm. We're talking about money. We're talking about monetary gain. But... We get into this this place where we don't understand what it takes to maintain that. And then we don't understand that um, we get spoiled and we think every business is going to go that way, especially if your first business took off like that.
0: That was me, you man. And then I had 10 thing. failures in a row after that.
1: Right. Right. So you, you know what I'm talking about? Like oh, you, I felt it. I the best that. thing is to get the failures out of the way early. Yeah. If you hit gold on your first business, it messes you up.
0: Yeah. I was delusional after that, man. What's a new habit that you're going to create this year? A new habit that I'm going to create, uh, my vision
1: board, man. Like I, I, I bought a vision board and I've been, oh man, I've been putting it off for years And I've I've watched everybody say, oh, what is your vision board? And, you know, and I haven't done it. That's Mm -hmm. a new habit. I'm going to start visualizing.
0: What's a bad habit you're going to break? Laziness. Got it. And procrastination. There you go. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh,
1: Tenacious, loving, and...
0: resilient. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Lazy, ignorant, and patient. Got it. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about real success in life, what would you say to them?
1: I would tell them that we are all looking for happiness. Right. That's that's the light at the end of the tunnel. We're all looking for happiness. Okay. And when it when it pertains to you, you have to realize that everything you do, the end result, the end picture is happiness. Right. So if you keep the happiness first in front of you, then you're not going to compromise who you are, compromise your integrity, right? Compromise your your spirit, your soul you're not going to compromise those things because you know that it's not conducive to your happiness.
0: Mm, I got it. So you got to have that clear destination, which is happiness. Uh, Now's the chance to give Startup Nation, my audience, a homework assignment uh, Mm. for this week. What is one action they must take this week in order to uh, grow their credit, leverage their credit um, to build their businesses, man, and better their lives? Yeah. Okay. Uh, What I
1: would say is, If if I had to tell you to do one thing is to start being more intentional about your credit, right? If you have credit, uh, you want to start being more intentional. And what I mean by that is uh, learn what it takes to, like, grow your credit, right? Learn what it takes to get those higher limits, right? Learn what you can do with credit, Right just be more intentional when it pertains to your credit. And now if you don't have credit at all, um, I would tell you that it's 2023 and you're missing out. You have to get with someone who's going to help you. Uh, mentorship is key. That's that's what I would, that's the advice that I would all give.
0: All right, go find that mentor for credit. Maybe it's Bernie, maybe it's someone else, but mm-hmm. find someone. Nation. Startup nation, what I say, startup nation? That's not a word. If you enjoyed this show, this episode, and Bernie rocked your world, and you felt he was a good guest, then go to Apple Podcast, go to Stitcher.com, or go to First100K.com and write an honest review right now. Do that with your thumbs. Let's go. And if you like, if we like what you write, I'll give you a, a live shout out on the show, like I'm about to do for uh, caveman Carney handle caveman Carney. Thank you for your five-star review. You wrote this show. Your first 100 K is the best. Joseph's a gem of a human vibrating with positivity while living a mission to serve the world. Thank you. Caveman Carney. That's awesome. Thanks for seeing that in me. And you know, I really, I really do try, man. I suck at it most of the time, but darn it. Every day I try to suck less. right? That's the goal. (laughs) That is the goal people. All right. So, Everybody out there, be a gem gem of a human being, like Caveman Carney uh, said today, that's your challenge for today. Go out today and just be a gem to someone, anyone who is less fortunate than you, who needs help. Mm-hmm. Like Just pour into their life, immediately you're going to feel better about your life, just by doing that. So go reap that reward, it's right in front of you. Maybe it's a client, maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's that person that you've been avoiding and you just want to give them a quick call and just speak some love and truth into their life. Encourage them. Everyone's struggling with something startup nation, everyone, you know, Bernie and I, uh, you know, off camera here, we started out saying like the majority of the world, uh, is in pain, but it's not visible to others. It's emotional, it's psychological, it's spiritual, but everyone's dealing with something. And then there's a a small percentage of people where their pain is visible, like Bernie in in a wheelchair. And you're Mm -hmm. like, wow, your heart immediately is drawn to them. Like, wow, look at that pain. How are they doing this? They're amazing, they're so inspiring. Well, so are the people in invisible pain and they're walking through their crosses and their challenges, but you don't see it. So we ignore them Mm -hmm. and they go through their pain alone. So reach out to somebody and just assume they're dealing with a struggle and Mm -hmm. speak encouragement to them. You'd Mm -hmm. be so surprised how many people will be like, wow, you don't know how much I needed to hear that today. Thank you. All right, go do that. Bernie Good, where does Startup Nation go to find out more about you? Maybe we're interested in your course, your program. I want to skip the line with Bernie. What do you got for them, man?
1: So what I would tell you to do is don't take my word for it. Don't take Joseph's word for it. Uh, in this day and age, social media, believe it or not, that is your resume, right? Like it's literally your resume. So, what I would tell you to do is go visit my Instagram page, Be Good Financials. That's B-O-I mean, pardon me, B G-O-O-D-E financials with an S, right? And just go check me out. You have to understand that. I I don't want you to just buy from me. I want you to know, like, and trust me, or at least feel like you do, okay? So I would encourage you to go there first and then click the link in the bio if you decide that I am someone that you would like to learn from. Um, Can I give them a little word of advice uh, as well, Joseph? So when it comes down to mentorship, I want you guys to understand this, right? And this is the same thing I tell my students. I am your GPS system. I want you to think of me as your GPS system. What does a GPS system do? It helps you to get to your destination faster, right? It's a turn by turn route that gets you to your destination faster, but you still have to take the road. You still have to take the road trip. You still have to watch out for those potholes, right? You still have to listen and imply, right? You have to understand or pardon me, apply, you have to understand that as a as a mentor we can we can take you but so far it's really your mindset right and and what i encourage you to do is think about value in a simplistic way right don't think of value as this thing oh i don't know what i'm good at i don't know what i could what, what my contribution is no value is simply making life more convenient for other people that's all value is when you think about it right Everything that you've ever bought, everything, I'm talking about down to the shirt, the TV, the house that you live in, the shoes that you wear, the car that you drive, you bought that for convenience. Why do I say that? Because as human beings, we're the ones who are creating all of these things. So that means that you have the capability of creating those things yourself, but you don't have time to learn how to build a car. You don't have time to learn how to build a house. You don't have time to learn how to do these things. So you bought it out of convenience. Whoever decided to build those things for us, they bridged the gap and they made life more convenient for us. So all value is is making life more convenient. And once you figure out how you can do that for others, I'm telling you right now, you're, you're set.
0: All right, Startup Nation, there's your pep talk. Now go do it. I'll see you next week on the show. Bernie, good. Thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace and joy in your life, sir.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Cheers.
0: Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do